Hi, Creative. It's Lauren here, and I wanted to ask you a quick favor. If you like the show and it has helped you, please remember to rate, review, and follow it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your pods. Also, consider sharing the show on your Instagram stories or Twitter. Tag the guest at Unleash Your Inner Creative and at Lauren LaGrasso, and I will repost to share my gratitude. Thank you so much for listening and supporting the show. And now, let's get to the creative chat. All right, I'm going to start us. Okay, everyone give me a test. Doug, do one more. Test, test. One, two, three. Test, test. You sound great. Mommy? Okay, the carpet's in my way here. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, we have this new carpet, and it's all cur- it's all, uh, it's all curdled up. Okay. Uh, testing. One, two, three. Testing. JoJo here. Are you feeling good? And are you going to be able to talk into the mic, you think, or is that going to be a challenge? No, I can talk into the mic. We are ready. I'm trying to see what my best angle is. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah, I, know, I am. I Focus you on the, so pretty the audio <laughs> content. I want some of that. Whatever you got on your face. I want. It's a shimmer. 100% pure. You got it for me. Oh, that's right. Okay, you ready? ready? I guess I feel like I should have my comb handy and my lipstick. Are you going to comb your hair in the middle of the podcast? I don't know. Maybe if I need to. Do you want to go get it? I don't know. Does it look? How does my hair look? Your hair looks fabulous. Not kidding you. Really? Okay, let me get it. <laughs> oh gosh patience is a virtue should should i leave my no i shouldn't have it this <laughs> yeah, year. yeah for sure okay have my lipstick and my comb handy <laughs> that's good we like that we okay. like to see that okay ready i'm gonna get us going now is okay. that good for yes. you are you guys okay i guess that? okay yes. i know it's really hard because you know very you're, traumatic for you're me very much a diva i don't like being on camera and it's very you're the mariah of the family it's it's very um uh intimidating to me queen of christmas okay <laughs> yes. here we go ready one two three hello and welcome to unleash your inner creative with lauren lagrasso i'm lauren lagrasso i'm an award-winning podcast host and producer singer songwriter public speaker actor and creative coach and this show is meant to give you tools to love yourself enough to go after whatever it is that's on your heart and take fear out of the driver's seat on the show we talk about spirituality mental health the creative process and journey all the things that it means to be a human and how to become more human. And today I have two of my favorite humans. Can you not move around your cup while I am I was talking? Trying to see how the cup looked best on yes, camera. Yes, 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 yes. Which area? Yeah, thank you, thank you. She, my mom's shifting around the cup while I'm trying to do the the oh, intro. Sorry. And say what wonderful people you are, and yet here you are disrespecting the mic. Oh, anyway, sorry. so my name's Lauren. Obviously, uh, these are my parents, Joanna and Mike Lagrasso. They're here with me today for the Unleash Your Inner Creative Christmas Spectacular. Joanne, Mike, Mom, Dad, welcome. Thank you so thank, much. Thank, thank you, you for it's, having us. And it's great to be here. It's our pleasure. How does it feel to be back after one year away from this glorious little podcast? Back at it. It seems like uh, Christmas is our time to shine. Yeah. And give us an opportunity every well, Christmas to I hope we shine get today. together. Yeah, and, we can uh, only hope we shine. <laughs> answer your tough questions. Yeah, I've got some hard hitters. Well, my first one is starting out with this holiday season. I'm going to ask you a few Christmas-themed questions, okay? So starting out, how are you feeling going into this holiday season? What sort of emotions are stirring in the souls of Joanne and Mike Lagrasso? 
Oh, wow. That is a very heavy question. <laughs> um, well, stirring, emotions stirring. Emotions that are stirring are emotions of love and gratitude. Mostly, I'm so excited to have you and Timmy here. And Timmy is my boyfriend. Yes. And we're, you know, you feel, you both fill the house with so much love and joy. And um, I, I'm just very grateful for all the wonderful things we have and, and hopeful that we can next year get out of this, you know, seemingly, seemingless, seeming like. Seemingly uh, endless. Se- thank you. That's, mm-hmm. those are the words. Yes. Those are the words pandemic. And so, but, so I'm feeling, feel, um, feelings of um, love and joy and gratitude. Yes. I would have to say, I feel the same thing. We've had a, uh, an interesting year, uh, obviously with COVID, uh, that's uh, been challenging. But uh, we now have gotten our shots and our booster, so mm-hmm. uh, we've got that behind us. Uh, we did have a little misfortune—the fact that we had a flood, a biblical that, type flood. Actually, but that is—it uh, was a huge flood. It wasn't a little flood. It yeah. was like five feet of water the first time, and three feet of water the second time. And let me tell you. It was horrendous. It was Noah's Ark up in here. Yes. However, it wasn't tragic because no one was hurt, but it was very emotionally and physically So it was at the lower level of our house, which we really don't (laughs) live in day to day. And um, it really gave us an opportunity. I I call it a renewal Mm. to uh, purge uh, some, yes, you know, true. I'll call it uh, 34 years of accumulation and, oh my um, and then having Lauren and Tim <laughs> uh, come here for Christmas, they gave us an opportunity to, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. also refresh our, uh, living area. Um, and I think we've done a very good job in, <laughs> in doing that. So I'm very grateful that we've. <laughs> it's beautiful. I agree. Mom, there's nothing wrong with what dad's saying. You know what? It's true. And I think I think that this is a good message for anybody that's going through a moment of loss, right? Because what yeah. a great perspective, dad, that instead of, oh, we lost all this, it was a refresh for you, you know? Right. And I know it wasn't like that at first. At first you were all, you were both really sad. It was really tragic. Like there, it wasn't tragic in that people died, but like a lot of memories were lost. We lost pictures. We lost, you know, we lost certain things that were... Yeah, you your, know, your toys from childhood, yeah. um, so, different outfits and so on and so forth. But that's great advice for anybody that's going through some sort of loss to, you know, yes, feel what you feel, but then, you know, realize that it's also a renewal for you. Correct. Yeah. And having you and Tim come home, uh, then sort of forced our hand to get uh, the living areas of the house and in much better order, and I think we've got the house looking very, very nice for a beautiful holiday together. Yeah, and you redecorated a little bit. Like, it's really, I mean, I love what you've done with the furniture. We're loving it. I feel like I'm in a luxury resort, honey buns. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Thank you. You know, it's really cute, too, Mom, that you always, every time I come home, you have what you call, quote-unquote, amenities <laughs> in my bathroom. You, oh, I just wanted to set up the amenities for you. <laughs> and I come I home to, like, little face wash and yeah. toothpaste, and yeah. it's so sweet. Important. How did you start doing that? How did you think to do that? Well, I don't know. I just like to have little nice things for you when you come home and have, you know, I, I want to have like um, things that you'll need, like toothpaste, toothbrush, um, and then lotions, uh, some nice little, you know, things to um, eye makeup remover pads and um, <laughs> let's see, body lotion and, you know, maybe skin lotion and uh, nail polish and all the little things that, you know, might make things uh, a little more comfortable for you. And 
more fun. Yeah. Yeah. So sweet. I think we're practicing to be a five-star Airbnb. You are. I mean, <laughs> Burke and I give you a review. By the way, rate, review, subscribe the podcast. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> yes. But also to my parents' home. Um, <laughs> so, okay. That is beautiful. I'm so happy you're feeling like that going into the Christmas season. I'm so happy to be here and be with the two of you, my favorite people, and Timmy, my other favorite person. And um, and it's just been wonderful, you know, to be in love during the holidays. So happy for both of you. With my yes. amazing parents. And so, uh, you know. I hope Tim is enjoying it as much as you are. <laughs> I think he is, actually. But he'll be on. Actually, so this is the last episode of the year. Um, the first week of January, I'm going to do an episode with Tim where we tell our love story and share how we manifested love in our lives and, and found each other and how you can manifest love in your life too. So it's going to be called manifest love in 2022. Um, we're taking off next week for the holiday, but okay. I want to get back to these Christmas related questions. Very important, hard hitting question. Um, mom, I'd like to start with you. Do you relate more to Santa or to the elves? Oh, wow. That is a very, very difficult question. <laughs> Do I relate more to Santa or to the elves? You mean personally, my, my personally, personal professionally. self? Okay, well, let's see. <laughs> I, pr- I guess, um, since I'm not exactly sure how I'm answering this question and why and, you know, how I'm supposed to answer it, I guess I would say, I guess I personally relate more to Santa because growing up, you know, Santa was Santa Claus. And, you know, before I knew that Santa Claus was, you know, actually the spirit of Santa Claus and not really Santa Claus going over millions and millions of houses in one night. Um, I, you know, explain I, what you mean by that, because not everyone knows what the spirit of Santa Claus is. Well, when you were little, you believed in Santa Claus. Right. And then once you found out that there was really no Santa Claus, which I guess we didn't find out. You know, I just found this out a few years ago that you found out a long time before we knew that you didn't know there was really a Santa, that you knew there was really not a Santa. I let you have one more year once I knew. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I saw some sort of like, oh, I think it was like a Mrs. Fields type of Easy Bake Oven. I saw that in the back seat, and then it was signed Love Santa. So I let you have one more year. <laughs> <laughs> and then it, in, uh, I think 1999 going to, into the year 2000, I finally said, hey, honey, I know. Santa is <laughs> not real. It's you, boo. Well, so then once you knew that there was not a Santa, really a Santa Claus, I started still giving you gifts from Santa, but I signed it the Spirit of Santa right. because the spirit of Santa Claus exists always and always has and always will. So I guess I relate more to Santa Claus, but you know, you have to like think about the elves too, because <laughs> they help them make all those gifts, all those little presents. Yeah, they're hard work. So they're important too, but yeah. So I don't know. Does that answer your question? I'm not sure. I guess so. You feel more like Santa because you like giving gifts and you think Santa is really cool and you fancy yourself a cool gift giver. I love the way you rephrase that. That was perfect. Yes. Okay, thank great. you. And dad, how about you? Well, um, I always have thought that Santa was the main character or uh, person that made Christmas magic. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, uh, the elves are very important because, uh, <laughs> you know, like right now, uh, I think with COVID, we realize frontline workers, uh, people who work in grocery stores, people who do deliveries, they're very, very important people. We wouldn't have a good life if they uh, didn't do their jobs well. So um, I guess I'm appreciating the elves more than ever, but I guess uh, as I was going through my uh, years, uh, it's always been Santa uh, that was more closely associated with Christmas. 
Right. But do you think you're like Santa? Because I would actually say you are an elf in our house. <laughs> I, I would have to say that that is true. Uh, well, you guys are busy, uh, you know, planning different uh, things. And uh, I'm always behind the scenes doing a little busy work, uh, you know, cleaning dishes and uh, yeah. you know, opening packages. And Or mom set you mail. to work on wrapping the presents at house. But so, your Santa, when it comes to like the finances, thanks for playing footsie with me, mom. That felt good. My mom's under the table clutching my foot with her talons. I thought that was the... This is table stand, and I'm like, <laughs> so I, I, I do think like I'm gonna let you wrap up what I just said because I think okay. you say it best. So what I think you're oh saying is you feel like you bring big Santa energy to your life in general and to the world in general, but around the house you bring elf energy because mom has a particular way she likes things done, and you know it's easier just to be an elf and let her be Santa. I think that's true. <laughs> When I try to be Santa, it doesn't work out so well. Right. I think I'm trying to bring big Santa energy to my life right now, but I know when I need to be an elf. You know, I think it's about knowing when you need to be the Santa and when you need to be the elf and allowing for that balance, you know, the yin and yang energy. So, okay. Now the next question. These are also the original questions that I made up. So are you impressed? Yeah, I, you're very creative. Thank you. So if you were a reindeer, how much would you charge for your services? Full night, all around the world, every house around the world, every child in the world. How much would you charge Santa? Because reindeer um, wages are down this year. I know. I don't know if you know that. The economy hasn't quite caught up for them yet. So I think they deserve a, a raise. What do you think? Well, I think Lyft drivers and uh, Uber drivers have an algorithm that when they're in top demand, they charge the highest rate. Um, I hate to be a, you know, a person that uh, is very, uh, I'll call it, you know, uh, monetary in their, in their thinking. But I would, I would say uh, you should get at least a limo service uh, rates. And I don't know, when you flew in here from the airport, what, what were you charged for the uh, half hour ride? I'm not saying. <laughs> so <laughs> I'd say uh, $250 an hour. Oh, wow. Okay. Wow. That's not very much. I, I, would, I think that's a terrible rate. That is okay, like every well, house in the world. Man, you're I was, only getting $250 an hour. I would. Are you saying as a reindeer? Yes, as a reindeer. They should be making a lot more than that. They're responsible. Millions. Santa millions. cannot do his job but without it, the reindeer. There's a little millions. bit of charitable uh, intent. No, no, no. no. But they have to well. make a living. They have to make a living they too. Just their provide, own night that they get Mike, paid they have for to the provide whole year? for their families. I mean, this is like the highest ticket night. If they don't make the money this night, then they're not going to be able to exactly provide for their families for the whole year. If you're a reindeer. How much would you charge, if, Mom? If you're going all over the world to all these different houses, I don't know if you want to have a per house rate or if I would say at least $5 million a reindeer. Wow. That's a good one. I was going to say at least six figures, but I like Mom's number better. I mean, the thing is, think of it. They're working. They're going to all these houses in one night. I mean, that's, that's exasperating, true. That's true. you know? I, I, I mean, I was being very small in my thinking. Yeah. I want to apologize. I don't know. Maybe I would say somewhere between a million and five. Okay. Probably, you know. Probably five. Probably five. Yeah. Okay. I love that. Okay. And you divide it by all the children in the world. That's a very low rate. Yes, exactly. It's actually quite affordable for Santa, who I'm sure is making maybe a billion dollars in one night. I don't know who's paying him. Who's paying him? I don't know. Yeah. Someone. <laughs> the money has to come from somewhere. Yeah. Although, as we know, Dad, money is fake. 
<laughs> a whole nother discussion. We'll cover that yeah, on my, another podcast. My dad and I fight a lot about money being fake because they printed out so much recently that I'm like, how is it real? It's not backed by anything. It's fake. But he says it's real. So whatever. He's a financial planner. I believe him. Um, not really, though. I think it's fake. Um, so, okay. Next question. So Christmas is Jesus's birthday, right? Yes. If you yes. could get Jesus something for his birthday, what would you get him and why? If I could get Jesus something for his birthday, I would get him, um, oh, wow. Well, <laughs> if, if I could get him anything and it really would come true, I would um, get him the gift of having each person on this earth love one another and and treat each other the way you want to be treated. If mm. I could, if that were a gift that could be given, that's the gift I would give to Jesus. That's beautiful. I don't think I could top that. That is uh, really what uh, Jesus wanted for the world. And, um, you know, from the time he was born to, you know, unfortunately the time he gave his life uh, for us, that that's what he wanted. And um, I believe that's what we should aspire to. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to ditto that, but also if I can't get Jesus world peace and, and humans loving each other, I think what I would get Jesus is a journal because Jesus has a lot of people talking to him all the time, telling him all their problems. But, and I know Jesus is God, but you know what? God needs to take care of himself too. And so I think Jesus needs somewhere to vent. I'd get Jesus a journal and I'd get Jesus a therapist. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. pay for a few sessions. Mm -hmm. He's traumatized. He went through a lot. Speaking of Jesus, you know, Jesus died at 33, the age 33. They call that the Christ year. I'm about to have that. Do you all remember, did something major happen to you when you were 33 years old? They say that this is a big time of like spiritual awakening, stepping into yourself, you know, going down uh, your soul's path. Did anything major happen to you when you were 33? I was uh, 33 years old in 1984, and that's the year I met my wife, Joanne. Okay, now we actually met many years before that. Well, I shouldn't say met. That's we the year they started dating. I was going to say that, but I wasn't we sure. We re-engaged yeah. in 1984, and that's the year I turned 33. So that was um, a very special year. Beautiful, Dad. Next question. Favorite Christmas carol or song? And sing a little bit of it. I think Silent Night. Go ahead. Silent night, holy night, all is calm, all is bright. Beautiful. Round yon. Want me to keep going? No, I think that's good, Dad. That, you have a beautiful voice. Mommy? Well, there's one that I really like, but I really can't think of the name of it. Right? It sounds awesome. <laughs> it's really awesome. I don't remember the tune or anything, but I really like it because it talks about, you know, your grown up Christmas. Yes, that one, the, the grown up Christmas um, list. No more lives torn apart. Yeah, that's no beautiful. Yeah, it's so pretty. It makes me want to cry. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. That's the one. And then that's a very the untraditional song uh. was our little favorite when uh, you and uh, Little Drummer. Your, your nieces, your cousins uh, were young, and we uh, got together and played the Four Tops version of Little Drummer Boy. Yeah. Oh, my God. you That's a must listen. You have to check it out. That's a, like the most soulful song you've ever heard. I mean, I love that one. I love Little Drummer Boy, and I found a, a newfound love for that. And I also love, Oh, holy night, the stars yes. are brightly I love that one, too. Shining. Beautiful song. 
Beautiful. Yeah. I love so it, especially good. when you sing it, because you have such a beautiful, beautiful voice. Well, you asked me to sing, and I wasn't going to go there. <laughs> <laughs> okay. My last question, my last Christmas-themed question, what's your favorite ever Christmas present that you've gotten? That I have gotten? Mm-hmm. Like from when I was little? Anytime from little to now. Oh, my goodness. Well, again, I don't have a lot of vivid memories of Christmas gifts over the years. Um, I've had a lot of very, very nice gifts. But I think as a kid, you sort of enjoy, uh, you know, things that are going to be fun things. And, you know, it was a bike uh, that Aww. I got when I was uh, when I was young. And I remember taking a picture, and I was very, very proud and happy with it and enjoyed using it and couldn't wait to weather the break so I could start going out and riding. But uh, that that's that's a vivid memory that I have with, with pictures. Aww. What so, color was it, Dad? It was red. Aw. A Schwinn. Schwinn. Yep. I know my favorite one ever. What? Was when you got me the um, Mitch Album co-hosting. That oh, was such an amazing yeah. present. My, cool. There's a radio show out here called The Mitch Album Show. And when I was 26 or 27, my dad um, donated to his charity and ended up like when the prize was that you get to co-host an hour of the show with him. And I did the co-hosting. And then after that, he asked me to come back and guest co-host for a full week. And it was an amazing present and gave me so much hope at that time because I was feeling a little downtrodden at that point in my life. And it was just like such an amazing vote of confidence from you in my talent and potential. And uh, I just felt very loved and seen. She sang uh, her Detroit th- song, which I hope uh, at some point she records because it's a oh, fabulous it's song. It's an amazing uh, song. Uh, and the city you know, of Detroit should, you know, actually adopt it for its theme song. It's that good. It really is. You have to listen to it. So I sang that on the show. Yeah. Not just generally. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was yeah. fantastic. And Lauren did an unbelievable job as the host. And they oh. were absolutely uh, so impressed that uh, if she wanted a permanent job there, it would have been hers. Ah, uh, yeah. I mean, that, that was that's something I do wonder about because I did love doing it. It just wasn't a good time. Like, it wasn't the right timing. But mm-hmm. who knows? Maybe someday Mitch and I will still work together. I think so. I hope so. And mommy, what's your favorite Christmas present ever? Oh, wow. Well, the the first thing that comes to mind is like when you were little, sometimes you know you would make things at school and bring them. And those were my favorite, my very favorite things. All the little things that you would make, they were so beautiful and so loving. And, you know, that was like, that meant the most to me. When I was little, my very favorite thing is, well, I, I remember when I was little getting a dollhouse that I absolutely loved, getting a Betsy Wetsy doll that I loved that. And I had a Revlon doll. Those were my favorite childhood gifts. And then something materialistic is when you and dad got me the bike that one year for Christmas. I really like oh, that. Yeah. yeah, that was nice. Mm. So We should get her another bike, dad. Absolutely. One that, Smaller, uh, one that I can ride more I easily. I think the only <laughs> trouble with the bike was a little bit too tall and uh, didn't quite work. Uh, She's scared on it, it. It's a good looking bike though. It is. It's really pretty. <laughs> it's really pretty. Okay. Well, what's up next is something I like to call a tale of Mike Scrooge Grasso. And this is our LaGrasso take on A Christmas Carol and it is a heartwarming tale starts off quite aggressively but ends up on a really nice note where we 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 had a heartwarming moment yes we did yes we did so okay dad let's let's rewind time we're time traveling back to late 2019 you and me are sitting in the living room and you start telling me a story about a recent interaction you had with our lovely 
newspaper carrier. You you love getting the newspaper. I you- love getting my Detroit Free Press, particularly on a Sunday morning. It's my ritual to have a cup of coffee and read my Sunday newspaper. It's what the kids would call your morning routine. So you look forward to this every day. From the time I was a little girl, my dad would do this. I'd come down, I'd see him in the living room, reading his paper, drinking his coffee in the corner. It is something he looks forward to. He's steeped in anticipation every Sunday. <laughs> it is a very big deal to him. And he's very used to the paper being delivered directly on our little porch. So all he has to do is go out in his little slippers and his little blue robe, pick up the paper, and head to the corner of the living room. However, late 2019, things started getting a little shaken up and you weren't feeling too good about it, were you? We had a new newspaper carrier and she, instead of leaving it on the porch, was throwing the paper on the lawn, which was several steps away from the porch. It was disturbing to you. Which meant I had to go out into (laughs) rain, sleet, snow, uh, just You're like not the, the Postal Service. Just like the U.S. Postal Service <laughs> to get my newspaper in the morning, which didn't put me in the same frame of mind as just picking it up right off the porch with an easy uh, step off the, 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 the porch. So Right. You were trying to keep your mornings more zen. And, and when this was happening, you weren't able to keep the zen-like nature that you've come to appreciate when it comes to a Sunday morning. So what did you do to try to alleviate this problem and get the newspapers back on the porch. So uh, when uh, (laughs) we're getting close to Christmas time, uh, the newspaper carrier left a card, which, you know, is usually uh, an indication that, uh, you know, not only wish them season greetings, but to, you know, have an opportunity to to provide a tip. So I use that as an opportunity to uh, let the newspaper carrier know that although they were always very good as far as delivering the paper, and um, but unfortunately, by putting it on the grass, I considered that a good job. But I thought if she would <laughs> instead deliver the paper and put it on the porch, that would be a great job. So I sort of said it that way mm-hmm. in my uh, note to her, and I left her a um, less than robust tip, but I gave her the indication that if she would start uh, putting the paper on the porch... There might be more where that came from, and maybe the tip would increase. <laughs> and what I said to this when my dad told me was, oh, no. And you got a little note back from uh, from our friend, and she was not too pleased, was she? Um, she considered it one of the most disrespectful notes she's ever received in her many uh, illustrious years of delivered newspapers. Um, she mentioned to me how pleased her other 700 customers were and that um, it had... And she did indicate that she um, had offered, when she first took over the route, the um, to, to find out what my preference was. I must have missed that note, and consequently, I didn't let her know that I preferred that it be on the porch. So, um, and of course, uh, she um, not only uh, wasn't pleased with my note, but she returned the um, gift that I had given her. So, obviously, yes. that was she didn't want to accept your blood money. So, so she was uh, not not pleased. Uh, when I opened the note, I thought it was going to be a thank you note, and instead it was a take your lump of coal and uh, you know 
take it and shove it pretty much. Yeah. And when you when you read me the note, I was I was quite disturbed at what had transpired. I, I asked you, why didn't you talk to me and mom first? Because we always like to weigh in and, and give you the wording to help people get your message in a way that is warm and kind while still getting what you want. And you know, dad, you are one of the kindest, most warm people I know. But sometimes when you're dealing with a business matter, it can be a little chop chop, which I know isn't your intention. So what we did, you and I did a, a quick writing workshop, would you say? Right. And and we really softened the edges of your message. And we we approached her with contrition. I, I basically dictated the note for you to send. <laughs> and, and your heart, the cockles of your heart were warmed. And you felt like a changed man, and you were ready to just apologize. It was uh, be generous. It was I was like the note. ghost of Christmas past, future, and present all wrapped into one. <laughs> and did you? Would you say that my ghosting was effective? It was a heartfelt apology <laughs> that my daughter allowed me to open my heart, express <laughs> myself differently, and in a much nicer way by first really being uh, apologetic for how I made her feel. And uh, once we, uh, you know, made that point clear, um, I also wanted her to know that um, it was my inability to communicate that in the, created the problem. Because I think uh, what I found since then, first of all, I, I uh, after I wrote the letter, I, I tripled the amount that I initially had given her. So I think that was pleasing. Yes, that um, was effective. And um, in addition, <laughs> um, I, you know, used my daughter's. Um, Wonderful way of expressing uh, herself to, you know, use that method to uh, apologize so that the um, gift was accepted. And I have to report that in 2021, I have gotten that newspaper delivered on my porch on a timely basis each and every Sunday and each and every weekday that I uh, subscribe to the paper. Um, And we've had just a beautiful relationship ever since. Yeah. Old wounds healed cold hearts melted it's a christmas miracle and that my friends is what we call the story of mike scrooge grasso turning into mike lagrasso warm heart extraordinaire and i have my daughter and wife to thank for that and um you've always had the warm heart you just needed help with the wording they've always been my better halves ah I love you, Daddy. Love and I'm too. so happy you have a good relationship with our news carrier. You even talk about how we both had floods. You know, there was a big flood this year here in, in uh, the yeah. Metro Detroit area. And, you know, you're So there's a little more sharing going on. A lot and, of sharing, uh, a lot of human interaction. We love to see it. It's a beautiful tale. And I hope that you have one of your own heartwarming moments this Christmas. <laughs> it's amazing. So with that, something else that's amazing. My mom explaining movies. Oh, no. Mom explains movies. The segment you've been waiting for for an entire (laughs) year. Mother. Oh, no. I've got something for you. I'd like you to share your recollection of the plot of Home Alone 2. Oh, boy. Kevin in New York. Kevin in New York. Okay. Okay. Let's hear it. What happens in that movie? What is it that makes it such a classic? Well, let's see. (laughs) <laughs> Where were they going? They were going to Florida, I think. I think they were all going to Florida. Think, yeah, you're right. And they didn't oversleep, but they changed planes in New York, LaGuardia, I believe. And I think when they changed planes, somehow Kevin got on the wrong flight. Mm. Okay. Okay. And of course, they didn't realize until they got off the plane and they were going through baggage claim and no Kevin. And so he then, you know, 
because of being the very uh, um, mature and uh, um, creative and industrious. and industrious, and I was that's the word I was thinking of industrious wow. and industrious and and very self you know um, reliant person that he is. He, you know, made the best, the made the most of things, made the best of it. Let's see, I'm trying to think. I think he had, didn't he have his dad's credit card somehow? Somehow he, he had, had a wad of cash. Yeah, somehow he's he wearing had, his dad's coat. Oh, that's right. That's right. Okay, mm. thank you. I'm I not supposed to be helping you, by the I way. I didn't remember that, but I remember he had something of his dad's that helped him to pay for something. Wait, he was staying, wait, was he staying? Oh, the the Plaza, the, uh, the Plaza Hotel. Mm-hmm. The Plaza Hotel. Yeah, that's right. He stayed at the Plaza Hotel. So yeah, so he was using. I think he's using his dad's credit card, and he was living high off the high off the the land. He was just, <laughs> you know, ordering room service, and um, let's see, he. Oh, and there was this this one guy who uh, at the front desk who was very suspicious of him, and Kevin was trying as hard as he could to deceive him. But all of a sudden, when they checked the um, credit card, mm. they checked the credit card. I don't know. They did something with the credit card. Anyway, they found out that, he, you know, the credit card um, was not – I don't know. How did they do that? The credit card wasn't his <laughs> or the charges were denied. Oh, I know. Because didn't they in Florida deny – I don't remember what they did. Did they – in Florida – They now, the rest of the family is in Florida trying to, to figure out where he is in New York. And I think they did something with the credit card. I don't remember what, something. And so anyway, they found out through the credit card that, I don't know. I don't remember. There's a lot of business around the credit card. There's a lot of something going on. Anyway, finally he had to, oh, and then he made friends with this, the penguin lady. Oh, not the penguin lady. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. There were, there were a few penguins in there. (laughs) Wait, not the penguins, the dove, the dove lady. Um, try again. Another bird. Oh, the pigeons. Yeah. The pigeons. (laughs) She made friends with this lady who liked liked a lot of pigeons. She lived with <laughs> pigeons. She had pigeons all over her. She lived the pigeons lived on her. Yeah. Sort of. Yeah. I think she was homeless and the pigeons really liked her. A person her. experiencing and homelessness. And she liked yeah, she and yeah. yeah, and she liked the pigeons and the pigeons liked her. Mm-hmm. So Kevin made friends with her and she, and he like learned some really, you know, life lessons through her. What would you say would be one? Um that no matter how much you have, you can always still be grateful and Make the make I guess make the best of what you have, make the most of what you have. I'm not really sure. Mm-hmm. But you know, I mean he saw he saw her her beauty and he saw through her pain and all of that. Mm. And um okay, so anyway, then he um so I don't know, I can't remember exactly what happened. Something he left okay, so then the two same two thieves that, you know, were in Chicago, you know, tr- tr- taunting him and terrorizing him. What were him. they called? Thieves? Bandits. Oh, the the water bandits. Yes, exactly. The water bandits. So the water bandits, uh, now they they got out of prison and they somehow, they I don't know, they saw him crossing the street and they were like, okay, we're getting this kid now because Uh he's responsible for all of our misfortune. So they follow him and then he realizes that they're following him. He remembers that his uncle has a place somewhere in Manhattan. He fi- he remembers where the uncle's living. Mm-hmm. I don't know how he remembers that. I can't remember. Did he have a phone book? I don't think so. Maybe he did. I don't remember. But anyway, did he have Google? I don't no, think. no, no. There was, was no like Google. There was no Google then. Something. Yeah. Three. So he found where his uncle lived. So he goes there. Lo and behold, of course, no one's there. It's being renovated. The uncle's out of town. So he takes it upon himself to use that, you know, venue for all of his little, you know, mischievous acts to, you know, protect himself from these water bandits, 
which I don't know if they're water bandits anymore, but they're bandits nonetheless. <laughs> yeah. No, they're water bandits. Nonetheless, sure. they are bandits and thieves, and they weren't very nice guys. So anyway, he – I don't remember exactly what he did there. I think the tarn feathering was – oh, did he tarn feather there? I can't remember if that was in Home Alone 1 or Home Alone 2. I don't remember. But anyway, so to make a long story short, or to make somehow, anyway, to, to make <laughs> – to just push the story along, he – um Let's see. So, so they found where he was at. They came in there. He did all these like tricks and you know, different things to magic. Magic. That's right. Oh, then he somehow he had like a little rope. No, no. There was a rope to the. That was the first one. Oh, that was the first one. That was the rope to the first one. Yeah. Let's see. (laughs) How did he get out of that house? I don't remember how he got out of the house. Somehow, did did the police come to the house? I don't remember how. How did that happen? I don't even remember now. Somehow he like knocked them out or something. I think they got arrested. Then he somehow went back to the, he, let's see, he went back to the, um, where'd he go back to the park now? Oh, then they, <laughs> he found, somehow his parents realized he was in New York. They flew back there. I think the whole family flew back there. Did his mom fly back first? I don't remember. Do you recall? I don't recall. Um, it's, it's all, it's all a, it's all a big blur to me. Yeah. Anyway, this is pretty good. Yeah. Anyway. So he did all, you know, he, anyway, he took care of those guys. He, you know, did all of his little tricks at, at, you know, wherever, you know, to, to really, to disable them and to, you know, make them realize how sorry they were for trying to take him on again and to make them realize that they couldn't beat him. And so anyway, <laughs> that is why that's the reason. Yeah. So so they were arrested. And um, I don't think the police, when they arrested him again, didn't even know that Kevin was involved, you know, because he was so crafty at everything. And of course, it is a movie. And, um, <laughs> you know, so there you have it. But anyway, um, then somehow the it's, I don't know, somehow. Uh, maybe did the parents? How did the parents and Kevin find each other again? I don't remember. If you had to guess, what would you say? Mm, let's see. Where did they meet up? Uh, maybe. Oh, maybe the mom. Okay, I think what happened is maybe mm-hmm. the mom went to the. Maybe she figured out that the uncle's place, and maybe Kevin would be at the uncle's place. So I think the mom and Kevin met up. Then the whole rest of the family flew in. I don't know if this is true or not. I'm just making it up because I I don't remember <laughs> what happened. So then the Pretty whole good. rest of the family flew in. They had a luxury suite at – they had the, the top, you know, suite at the <laughs> Plaza Hotel. It was beautiful. There was an upstairs. There was a downstairs. There was a, you know, balcony. There was everything you could want. They had Christmas trees in there. There was all kinds of presents. I don't know if because the hotel treated Kevin so poorly if they were, you know um, – at the plaza. At the plaza. They may have gone to the Hudson Hotel. Oh, did they go to a different hotel after the plaza? <laughs> I don't know, did they? I don't remember. You're the expert here. Okay. Now tell me, do you recall the toy store at all? <gasps> oh my gosh, oh, I completely gosh. forgot about the toy store. Yes, he went to the toy store and what did he do there? Oh, he was, wait, he was, He. that's right. He found out that those two water bandits were going to rob the toy store. So I think... He went there to try to stop them. That's right. In the middle of all this, he went there to try to stop them. And then he, did he tell the owner of the toy store about it? I don't remember. Could be. So I think he told the owner of the toy store. And, oh, I, and maybe maybe the to, the owner of the toy store is the one that put him back up at the plaza with all the gifts and everything. All right. I, I don't remember. There you have it. Well, just a second. The other thing is, is he went back to the pigeon lady. And um, I don't remember. Did he bring her something? I don't remember. I can't remember. They somehow you know, got together again. I think he told her 
how nice she was. And Hopefully he didn't bring her a turkey. Did he bring it? I don't remember what he brought her. She probably wouldn't have eaten it. And she loves birds <laughs> yeah. so much. Anyway, he uh, he brought her something. Or maybe he just told her that she was a nice person. I don't know turtle what doves. it was. What? Turtle the, doves? Turtle doves. He brought her turtle doves? <laughs> <laughs> what he, he brought her, I think they had a little something that yeah. maybe he... It was, it was a little thing that the guy at the toy store gave him. Right. Okay, so he brought the thing the guy at the toy store gave him. I didn't... Well, and that's how the movie goes. So, you guys, if you disagree, you're wrong. That's actually the whole plot. And thank you so much for tuning in to Mom Explains Movies. <laughs> I'm sorry. That wasn't... No, that was, that was spot good, on. Water bandits. We'll never forget. <laughs> All right. Final segment here, folks. This is a heartwarming segment. This is a segment where we melt your beautiful hearts we melt any ice around them and we warm those hearts up and we tell you we love you it's christmas and you're going to be okay but before we get into that do you do either of you have any stories of a holiday gone wrong like a funny story i don't think i do when you need mealtime inspiration it's worth shopping kroger where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie and no matter what tasty choice you make you'll enjoy our everyday low prices plus extra ways to save like digital coupons worth over 600 dollars each week you can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points more savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping kroger worth it every time kroger fresh for everyone fuel restrictions apply Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. As a follow-up to the story about the plaza, oh Lauren enjoyed that movie so much oh, yeah, yeah. that she sort of uh, put a bug in Joanne's ear to possibly uh, have a little Christmas at the plaza. And uh, I remember, uh, what, I don't know, were you four, four, four years old? Four years old. Um, we ended up uh, right around mid-December going to the plaza hotel and... Lauren and I enjoyed a nice $25 omelet, I remember. <laughs> it was delicious. <laughs> and uh, we just had a great bite. time. We went to FAO Schwartz, which was, a, I think, the toy, toy store that was sort of the store that they were referring to in the movie. And uh, we just had a wonderful Christmas. That was fun. Yeah. yeah. Love yeah. New York. It's a nice trip. Get me a shirt. I love New York. <laughs> so did you, do you have any holidays gone wrong? Any holiday gone wrong stories that you recall? That are funny because sometimes when holidays go wrong, it's sad. I don't think anything. Uh, Nothing major. Is memorable as far as yeah. going wrong. Or yeah. Funny. So this segment, like, really, we want to give a little bit of special love to anyone who's going through a tough time this holiday, especially people who are sick right now or have family members that are sick. Um, especially people who are dealing with COVID. I have so many friends. My friend Roxy is dealing with COVID right now and isolated. Emily, our amazing producer, unfortunately was on set uh, and uh, they were not doing good testing on the set she was on. They were doing like cheap rapid testing and like tons of people on the set got it. Um, and so she's sick with COVID right now and isolated and not able to be with anyone. So there's a lot of people who are alone right now or sick. Um, and it's just like the holidays are tough enough, but during a pandemic, it's heightened so much. So I'd love it if 
either of you, both of you would give a little message to those who are alone or sad this holiday season on how they can have a little hope to get through? Well, um, it, it is hard to be alone the holiday season, but um, I think the thing is you always have to, you know, have gratitude to the degree you can uh, for what's going right in your life. Um, because I think, you know, most of us have, you know, something we can hold on to that gives us a good, you know, positive reason to keep pushing through the, the tough times. Um, obviously, uh, you know, we're very fortunate uh, that we have people in our lives that we love and love us. And um, it just makes uh, the, the holidays that much brighter. But, um you know, again, there's always somebody out there that cares, um, you know, that you really um, just need to seek out and uh, find, find uh, you know, some joy and, um, you know, in, in being optimistic and being positive and trying to um, get through the, the, the tough moments because uh, the tough moments uh, sort of test our fortitude and, uh, you know, we need to get through those to be able to get to a, a brighter future. So, I, I think, uh, you know, let's get the, the worst behind us and uh, let's look forward to uh, better days ahead. JoJo? Well, I mean, that was very well said, Mike, and I would have to ditto that. <laughs> and, uh, you know, just, you know, maybe just to reiterate um, a little bit, just that, um, you know, remember that you are always loved more than you than you know. Um and there's that there's I think I have a keychain that says that you're, you know, braver than you think, smarter than you think, and love more than you know. And that even though that it may be with this pandemic, we can't get together with everyone that we would really love to get together, and that can be very sad. Um, but let's hope for that, you know, next year and you know maybe in the next few months, we can get together with all the people that we love and um, we can stay in touch with them no matter what. And um, that uh, know, know that, you know, nothing can break the bonds of love mm -hmm. no matter what. And also that sometimes when you are feeling lonely and lost, the best thing you can do is to extend yourself to other people and do what you can to extend kindness and love to other people. I know that um, my mom and dad always told us, be kind, be generous, um, always do what you can to help other people. Don't ever expect anything in return, and God will always reward you tenfold. And treat other people the way you want to be treated. And uh, I know that um, my dad would always, you know, Grandpa would always, like when he was on the phone, somebody was really helpful to him or if he was at a store and somebody, you know, he'd always like go out of his way to try to talk to their supervisor and tell them, you know, tell the person, thank you so much for your help. Thank you for being so kind. I really appreciate it. And if you can, you know, go to the person's, you know, he would always go to the person's um, supervisor and say, I just want to thank, you know, thank you for having this employee. They were really helpful. And, um, so you're saying this time of year is a good time to tell people that you appreciate them and how you feel. And even if you can't be in community with someone, even if you can't be with your loved ones or even with other people, to really express your gratitude for other people's existence and place in your life. 
Lauren, so much better said than the way I said it. You said it much better than the way I did. You always are able to take it and put it in uh, clarity and and make it concise. And that's perfect. Thank you. Exactly. Ditto what you said. I was just going to say, you know, one of my favorite Christmas movies is It's It's a Wonderful Life. Um, And, you know, George Bailey was ready to cash it all in. You know, he thought it was uh, his life wasn't worth living and. What he found out was, uh, you know, there were a lot of people that loved him more than he ever realized. And, uh, you know, it changed, changed his attitude toward everything. And I think if we just reflect, um, you know, we all have a lot to live for. And we should uh, just cherish the fact that uh, even if you go through the tough times, that uh, there's always going to be a brighter day ahead. Yeah. And taking the time to acknowledge people now, like don't wait until things get dire. Do it now. Like whether or not you're sick or alone this holiday season, taking the time to acknowledge the people that you love in your life, taking the time to acknowledge yourself. You know, I think, I think to myself last Christmas and I was really, really lonely. I was so grateful to be with my parents, but I wanted love in my life and I missed my friends and I, you know, didn't feel like things were going that well, but it took until about the spring, but I just started deciding to love myself and be a better partner to myself and really ask, like, how could I take care of myself? And when I started doing those things, all this love and abundance started coming toward me. So you can start today, even if you're alone, start loving yourself. Be a good family member to yourself. Take care of your younger self. Uh, t- ask yourself what you need and give it to yourself. I think that this is a great time to start cultivating self-love. The other thing I'll say is that, you know, if if COVID or something like that is precluding you from seeing your family or and making you unable to see your family, um, you can still get together with them down the road. Just because Christmas is right now doesn't mean like you can't have some sort of Christmas celebration or whatever it is that you're celebrating down the road with your family and make it just as special then. I know there's a lot of pressure on this time of year, but you can just as easily have a Christmas celebration when your illness has gone away and the numbers have, you know, gone down a little bit. So there's so much pressure on this time of year, but I'd say like it's up to you to bring the Christmas magic wherever, whenever you can celebrate. And um, don't let that that feeling of like, oh, my God, it has to be this day take you down. Do what you can to love yourself and express your love to the people that um, are important to you in your life, even if they can't be there. And then when the time comes, if you're able to celebrate at a later date. And can I have one other thing? Yes, go for it. I was just going to say that I think it's so important to tell the people that you care about your family, your friends, even, you know, your coworkers, tell people how much, you know, you care about them. Thank them for, you know, tell them how, what they mean to you. Thank them for what, what they help you with in your life and tell them that you love them. You can never, ever say, I love you too much. Mm-hmm. That's something that um, everyone needs to hear and loves to hear. So if yeah. you have those feelings about somebody, just tell them. Don't wait to tell them. Tell them now. And you can even, like, when my boyfriend and I started saying I love you to each other, I go, just so you know, I like saying I love you all the time. And I'm not one of those people that's going to, like, reserve it for special occasions. I'm like, I'm going to say I love you a lot. And so just expect it. And we say I love you, like, 25 times a day, you know. It's like, it doesn't get old. Saying I love you more doesn't take away its power. If anything, it makes it more powerful. Because then you're feeling loved all day. You just have little hearts around you, your whole person all day long. And you and you two really taught me that. We say I love you 
all the time. Yeah. Literally. I mean, you know, I leave the room. I'm like, all right, love you. And I go upstairs. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think that you can't say love you too much. So final question for you two beautiful humans. Um, I'd love for you to give a Christmas wish for yourself, for your family, and for the beautiful creative listeners. Um, I guess my Christmas wish for myself is that I can love myself more, that I can um, not be as hard on myself and try to do more things to improve every area of my life and take action. Um, And my Christmas wish for um, my family is that they know how much I love them and how grateful I am for them and uh, how thankful I am. I, you know, um, just want, you know, you, you and dad and, and to know how much I love you, how much I, I thank God for you and how important, you know, you are to me every single second of every single day. And, Mm -hmm. and, you know, I, you know, have a lot of people in our extended family that I would, you know, want to tell that to also, but, um, I, um, and then to the listeners, I would just say that, um, a lot of what Lauren just said, but love yourself more and, um, be kind to yourself and have gratitude for everything in your life because the more you are, you know, the more grateful you are, the more things you will have to be grateful for. And just know that you are loved more than you um, think you are. Mm, beautiful, Mommy. Go ahead, Dad. So um, first one is uh, for ourselves. For yourself. Right? My, my wish is to continue to be happy in what I'm doing, uh, to, you know, maybe do more fun things. Um, you know, I've been a little bit uh, nose to the grindstone w- working for many, many years, uh, going on, you know, I probably probably since the time I was 12 and I had a newspaper route. Um, yeah. But uh, I've got to be, become college Mike again. You know, I got my to dad. Be to... Oh my God. Let me give you a little context. I went to, on a trip when my mom was taking care of my grandma. I went on a trip with my dad. I reaped the benefits because she couldn't go anywhere. So I would get to go on all my dad's business trips with him. And we got to go to the Bahamas and I won $200 on the slots one night. And my dad and I went hog wild we went to the bar right after and there was a motown band playing and my dad had like four amarettos and i coined the term college mike because it was the first (laughs) time i'd ever seen my dad even slightly tipsy and he was fun and he was jamming and he was singing motown but my dad's got so much creativity and so much passion and energy and i'm really excited to see as you start slowing down business how you take that creative energy and channel it into your next chapter. Yeah. Well, I think uh, spend a little more time in yeah. California will help yeah. uh, help us do that. We'll have a lot of fun uh, together, and um, you know, again, lightening up the workload, uh, letting other people, you know, pick up uh, some of that slack, and just enjoying life more. Okay. And your wish for your family? For my family is that everybody's happy, everybody uh, healthy, most healthy, healthy, very, very healthy. Um, that we can reconnect without as much fear yeah. of COVID, because uh, I think you know it's sort of still a prevailing uh, concern for you know the family, and uh, you know creates you know some difficulties in getting together as much as you like and being able to uh, reconnect as much as you like. So um, hopefully we can get through that uh, over the next year and you know, enjoy getting back to pre-COVID days. And wish for the listener. 
for the listener. Um, I think Lauren really has a, a fantastic message in her podcast, and that is believing in yourself. I think that's uh, the number one thing uh, in your creative uh, endeavors. Um, you've got to have faith that, uh, you know, you've got the talent, you've got the ability, you've got the um, everything that it takes. Sometimes you just have to work hard and get through uh, some of the, you know, difficult times to be able to, you know, finally arrive at, uh, you know, a better, a better place. And um, I just think so much of the advice and, you know, the interviews that are done, you know, I get a lot out of them myself, even though I've been at it for a long time. Um, I still find, uh, you know, that uh, the different guests that she has on the show, there's just so much to learn and so much to uh add you know value to you know what you're doing in your daily life so yes i i think uh that, that's a very important ever. best podcast ever it no is. question believe in um, yourself and listen to more unleash your inner creative is basically what my dad is saying <laughs> and i agree that is sound advice my okay i will go now thank you both that was beautiful my wish for myself is that I can live more in the moment and not beat myself up as much, you know, really have gratitude for where I'm at and know, like have a deeper knowing that beauty is coming. Um, my wish for my family is that you both will love yourself more and believe in yourselves and lead from a place of hope and love versus fear not leading with fear or being driven by fear. I hope you can both take fear out of the driver's seat and um, and know how much you deserve beauty in life and that we can all be together more. And my wish for my listener, my listener, I love you so much. Thank you so much for supporting me and for supporting the show. My wish for you is that you love yourself unconditionally. You believe in yourself with all of your heart and that you have people around you who support you and lift you up and help you become even more unleashed in the coming year. And uh, I hope that you're all able to also, if you want this, make money doing the thing you love the most, because I know that that's a big part of why I did this podcast. I wanted to help people not have to repress a part of themselves anymore, but to be able to live that, that, that biggest part of who they are every single day. So I hope that you're just able to be yourself in all parts of your life and, um, and know how loved you are by me and my parents and all the creative community members. So parents, thank you so much for being on the Unleashed Christmas Spectacular. This has been a phenomenal day. I think we've learned a lot. Uh, Water Bandits was probably the biggest takeaway for me. (laughs) (laughs) I love you so much. Thank you for listening. Uh, Remember to share the show with a friend, post about it on social media, rate, review, follow. I'll do all the things Um, and thank you to Emily for editing this pod for being an amazing producer we love you follow her at we can't find Emily thanks Liz Full for the show's theme music you can follow her at Liz Full follow me at Lauren LaGrasso at Unleash Your Inner Creative and um, everyone stay healthy and safe and that's because you know yeah stay healthy safe and uh, know how loved you are and we we believe believe in in you. you love you and I'll talk with you in the new year